Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chris Sims, also of Bleacher Report. Chris, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hey, anytime. Doing good, guys. How are you? We're doing really well. You've seen a ton of Notre Dame. Tell me why or why not this team's going to end up in the college football playoff when it's all said and done. Oh, well, I think it's pretty easy. I mean, the main reason is the offensive line, and that's why. I mean, when you really break it down, those five offensive linemen you got, four of them are are legit NFL players. The two guys on the left, that's the best combo in college football for my money. Uh, Mike McGlinchey at left tackle, he is a definite potential first-rounder. The left guard, Quentin Nelson, is also a first-rounder. So they can dominate, dominate people in the run game from that side of the ball. It forces defenses a lot of times to shift their strength over there. And like I said, the guys on the other side aren't too shabby. But, guys, what really puts them over the top, I mean, you've seen the running back, Josh Adams, certainly. This Notre Dame team, though, they're, they're real. Like, with, with Winbush at quarterback, he's another legit running back. He's what's taking their team over the edge, in my opinion, because the design quarterback runs, his struggles throwing the ball early in the season made them have to focus more on the run game, and it really just made them a tougher, more physical football team. Chris, what I saw in that NC State ball game was a running attack that wanted to get out on the perimeter. Now, they weren't successful doing that against that fast and furious Georgia defense earlier in the season, so it's been primarily the focus has been between the tackles. Now you get outside, you you make some hay there, and then you go back and attack the middle of the defense. Has that been the the agenda here lately for this offensive line, which I agree with you, that left side, they're they're beasts, but has that been the key to their success moving forward after that Georgia game? Yeah, I do think so. And, And, you know, Georgia the one thing I'll say, like Notre Dame wasn't out-athleted that day, that day in Georgia. The one thing, you know, being on the field, seeing them, USC, North Carolina State in person, I mean, Georgia's had some of the big dudes in the front seven, as you guys know. I mean, it was true SEC football, not only the D linemen, but they got NFL linebackers, too, on the edge of the defense. So that made things tough, and I do think Notre Dame's a much better football team now than where they are uh, now than where they were then. I think they found themselves, but you're right, B., uh, what they do right now to me, yes, is they stress a defense out to the point where, you know, what part of the field do you really defend? Because, yeah, a lot of teams go into the game going, we're not going to let them run it right up, our, you know, right up our face here between the tackles and just smash mouth football. And Notre Dame goes, fine, you know, stop that. But we'll fake that and we'll get Winbush on the edge or we'll pull a guard around the edge with Winbush running behind it. And as you guys have seen, he is completely capable of breaking off 50- and 60-yard touchdown runs. But the other thing that puts them over the top is they're receivers on the outside. They're legit. And, I mean, you guys know I've been around football my whole life. These are, these are uh, they got great size. They got legit speed. They are NFL prospects on the outside. So where you get in trouble with Notre Dame, too, because Winbush has become definitely a better deep ball thrower, you go, man, what do we do? Do we leave our corners on an island one-on-one just to get another guy in the box to stop the run game? That's where they become really dangerous. Uh, They really make you defend almost every inch of the field, and that's why they're stressing defenses out.
Gio Owen Jones with Chris Sims across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I want to take you back to the Georgia loss and the infamous Brian Kelly press conference. We know how things have gone since then. At the time, did you believe that Brian Kelly and this team was in trouble? Or did you, and be honest, did you have the foresight to say they're going to be okay because they're just too stacked to have this thing fall apart like it did the year before? Yeah, I really did. And honestly, you can go back and look at things I said before the year. I really thought they were a good football team. Did I know if they were going to beat Georgia? I knew people going into that Georgia game were telling me how good Georgia was this year. And, you know, to uh, see Georgia in person when everybody was telling me they, were, they had a chance to be one of the top teams in football, I sat there on the field that Saturday night and just said, well, there's not much difference between Georgia and Notre Dame. So just from the eye test alone, I said, they're in the same class. And as you could, if you guys remember, man, that Georgia game, a little controversial. I mean, one-handed uh, touchdown catch in the, the back right of the end zone that was called incomplete and then overturned. And I still don't know how they overturned it. It was not conclusive evidence, at least in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I really did think they would turn around. If you just around this team this year, one thing you've got to give Brian Kelly a lot of credit for, he reevaluated himself. He got rid of both the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. He got Mike Elko in there to run the defense, Chip Long to run the offense, and now he's managing the football game, managing the team at a better level. And, uh, yeah, I did believe in this Notre Dame, so sorry for that long answer, but just because of that whole line <laughs> and that running attack. Well, let's talk about Mike Elko because he uh, comes highly advertised for, for the job he did there at Wake Forest, fielding some good defenses, and they haven't fallen off too much since he left. But, that side of the ball for Notre Dame does not get talked about that much. How impressed are you with those guys, and tell me why. Yeah, I mean, it does start with Elko. I think the big thing is, you know, when they had Van Gorder there last year as a defensive coordinator, it was a Rex Ryan scheme. And, you know, Rex Ryan's scheme, okay, great. That's good in the NFL for guys who have been around the block and really understand football. But for college kids, it's just too much thinking. And I think what the big thing Elko did is, he basically simplified it and just said, listen, we play these two or three defenses. We're going to be really good at it. And then within that, you guys are going to focus on hustling and stripping the ball and baiting the quarterback in zone coverages. And that's what they do. They don't let you be, you know, they don't beat themselves. They don't let up a lot of big plays. They're good tacklers. They understand how an offense is trying to attack them. And then they got some big guys as far as like Tillery, uh, number 99, is a D tackle who's a very good player. This Tavon Coney, number four, the middle linebacker is legit. And then these corners on the outside, you take number seven Watkins, uh, number 27 Julian Love. They've done a really good job all year, man-to-man, zone coverage, whatever it may be. But the defense is certainly one of the most improved parts of the football team. I can't believe I'm the person that's going to start this conversation, but how about them Longhorns, man? What do you think, man? Oh, shut man. What, 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 what do you think about Hook'em Horns, by God, man? Well, well, there's nothing to think about. You know? I mean, if we're going to keep it real, we're just we're average. That's all we are this year. That's all we can say. Well, we're Chris, real average. Chris, the defense is alive and well, and they just ran out of gas versus TCU a week ago. But I, I think you would agree that offensive line is in shambles. Nine yards rushing, that was it, versus TCU last week. Brian, I'll just say this. I, I, first of all, you know, I'm a Big 12 guy. I can't stand watching Big 12 football. I really can't. It's, it's flag football. It's seven-on-seven. Seven. Watching a game like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma last week, 62-56, to 56, that ain't fun to me. I, I like to actually watch defenses tackle and play football. Uh, so, to me, the conference is weak. 
Texas is weak. I want Texas to get back to kind of the way it was when, when I was down there and you were covering the team, Brian. Like, can we get away from this Big 12 spread offense crap and get some pro offense alignment, get me a professional running back, and let's go back to, like, smash-mouth football and be a little different than the rest of the Big 12. That's the issue I got with Texas well, right I, now. I, I, I'm going to disagree with you because I, I like the defense Iowa State is employing. They go to, on the road and they lose 2016 to West Virginia, and TCU's defense has back. They've yeah, only given back. up. They've yeah. given up with 21 points the last two ball games. So you've seen some stout defenses, and yeah, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I think that's an aberration uh, as far as this season is concerned. Uh, I would rather see some better stops in that type of game. But I don't lie. Sitting there, y- your head was on a swivel. That was like watching a tennis match, man. That was kind of fun, even for a defensive guy. Yeah, I can't even believe you're saying it as a defensive guy. <laughs> I can't you're, either. <laughs> you've gone crazy. See, you've got all fantasy football crap world on me now. <laughs> <laughs> Gio and Jones with Chris Sims on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, we talked a lot about Notre Dame. Of the other teams that are right now ranked in that top four, uh, do you believe that uh, Georgia's a better team than than Alabama is right now, or is it just the fact that that Notre Dame victory is on their resume and that's why they're in that one slot? Yeah, I, I got to see it to believe it. I do think it's very close, but I would still put Alabama as the number one team. I mean, I, I would just – just again, like the look test on TV, uh, again, the physicality of the Alabama run game, a lot like Notre Dame. Every week you just go, man, they can't surely just run it up the middle for 300 yards again, can they? And they just do it and do it and do it. And uh, I do think Georgia will hang in there with Alabama this year. Uh, I do wonder about the young quarterback having to play that Alabama defense and Nick Saban and can they consistently move the ball. But certainly the four teams they got in it, I've been real critical of the the committee. I mean, you know, we got astronauts and politicians on there. And, you know, when they, when they ask, like, Brett Favre or somebody to be, be ahead of a NASA committee, then I'll say, okay, that's fair. Sounds good. Uh, but, but I do really think they got the top four right. I think these are legitimately the four best teams in the country right now. You could have interchanged Notre Dame or Clemson at three or four for me. It didn't matter, but at least they got the, the top four. This is a breakdown, Notre Dame, Miami. Miami has a damn good front, uh, that front seven. I've been singing their praises all season long. Offensively, with Homer now taking over for Walton, he can be a home run hitter if you play defense, porous defense like Virginia Tech did last week. And this Malik, Malik Rogier, he has a swagger to him when he's he not does. throwing three interceptions like he did last week. Yeah, that, no doubt about it. I do like Malik Rozier's game, though. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he has been a guy that people open downfield. He can, he can rip it and get it down the field in the pass game. He can make plays happen with his legs. But I think what you said, really, uh, just from everything I've seen, like, you know, I, I'm not doing this game this week, so I haven't broke down Miami mm-hmm. on film, but watching them on college football all year, uh, you said it. The, they, their defensive front seven has the look. Uh, they are close to a Georgia-looking front seven mm-hmm. to me. So that's, to me, where the matchup is really going to be won and lost. Can Notre Dame continue to kind of impose their physical will in the run game? And, and you know, Miami's more power-based, I feel like, right now. They're not back to, like, the old Miami. We need to pump, pump the brakes on that where, you know, they got all these – Pro Bowl, NFL, All-Pro skill guys yet. So that's where I think, you know, the game is going to be a big physical game. Notre Dame's not going to get out-athleted by Miami in this matchup. In fact, I would argue that maybe Notre Dame has better athletes on the edge. It's very close. But I think it's going to be a close game. Of course, it's going to be a tough environment. I'm going Notre Dame like 28-24 type of football game.
Cool. And, and you, you've said this a couple of times now, and, and it's it's a, 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 a pertinent point that you're making, that they're not going to get out-athleted. So Brian Kelly, because the knock has been, you can't recruit to Notre Dame. He's not getting the right type of player. He has gone out and got the right type of players that can match up with a Georgia, with an Alabama, with a Miami. He has. It's sneaky. And, again, that's where I say, you know, that's where that offense, when I talk about you know, you'll see number 29, Stefferson, number 83, Claypool, <clears throat> they can go. I mean, listen, I'm talking about NFL, college, whatever it may be, but they're 6'3", they're long, they can really jump. And if you play them man-to-man all game long, I can promise you they're going to run by somebody a few times, and that's the one thing Wenbush has been able to do is take advantage of open receivers down the field. Talking to Chris Sims on Geo and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. I want to go to the NFL for a second. I know a lot of these situations have been dictated by injury, but can you believe some of the horrific quarterback play that we have seen in the league this year? I mean, Osweiler getting another opportunity. Drew Stanton, I thought that Brett Hundley would be better, but he's not. I mean, Case Keenum's been one of these guys who's actually been pretty good. I mean, but it's just backup city and C.J. Beathard. I know he's young, he's trying, but it just stinks. Uh, What's your take on some of these horrible quarterback situations in the NFL? Yeah, well, listen, not everybody can have 32 superstars. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the first thing I'll I'll say. And I do think this gets a little overblown just because, again, the fantasy thing. Everybody wants points, and I want my fantasy players, my receivers, and my running backs to have all these points and whatever. But, you know, I don't necessarily look at it as a quarterback problem. I mean, I think when you really go through the teams – hey, yeah, the good teams got good quarterbacks. The bad teams don't, plain and simple. There's good quarterbacks coming up the ranks. Uh, you know, yes, we're without Andrew Luck this year. We're without Aaron Rodgers. you got guys like Eli and Carson Palmer who are coming to the end, so there's a little transition there. Uh, you got the Patrick Mahomes and the Deshaun Watsons and the Mitchell Trubisky's coming. So uh, is it perfect? No. I always look at it like this, guys. I don't think there's more, much as a quarterback problem in the NFL as there is an offensive coordinator problem. I mean, we recycle crappy offensive coordinators more in this league than I've ever seen before. I mean, oh, you stunk at this job? Sure, wait two years and we'll give you the same job again and you could stink over here for us too. Uh, so to me, that's where it is. But uh, the other thing I'll say that's leading to sloppier quarterback play, again, I'm sorry for the long answer. When I watch film, they're letting DBs hold and push more this year. And I think that's why we've seen more low-scoring football games and a few uglier games in general. So we need a new influx of, of uh, coaching blood, if I'm reading you right or hearing well, you correctly. Well, yeah. I mean, I think – I mean, if I sat here and just marched off all the teams in football and you started – go, you'd go, oh, okay, well, yeah, you know, the quarterback situation's not that bad. I mean, you know, I, I, listen, we're talking about the 10th team in the NFC is the Washington Redskins and Kirk Cousins, their quarterback. So that's not a bad thing. Uh, like we said, and then we've had a few unfortunate injuries to where you get backups in there that, yeah, they're just not going to be good enough to be exciting and turn an offense around and kind of carry a team on their back. That's why they're backups. I hear you, man. A lot of retreads, and they need to rethink that, some of these organizations. So appreciate yeah. you, buddy, and hook yeah. them horns. Yeah, hook Chris. Hook horns, baby. Be good, guys. Thanks right. for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.